Welcome back to another episode of Church is Stupid. Comma but. I'm Ruth. I'm Andy. I'm Elijah. <laughs> We're back and returning as we have been for the past couple of weeks. It's true, and Elijah continues to delay as long as awkwardly possible before saying his name. No. Well, you see, we could just upload like a 30-minute yeah. episode that is just blank space waiting for Elijah to say his name before he says his name at the end. He That'd says, be a pretty funny th- th- gag, That's huh? all, folks. Yeah. I think we Elijah just that. wants to nap. That's really what it is. I mean, just <laughs> stupid comma nap. Yeah, I'm not yeah. So on today's yeah. episode, uh, what we're going to be talking about, or I guess for this week's set of episodes, is the church and being 20 years behind... Now, I can speak to this very personally because I am terrible at all things technology and being up to date, I am super old. So (laughs) I know from personal experience, it's very hard to stay on top of what's going on while working in a church. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Well, there's like when you're working in a church, especially like when it comes to technology, which is, you know, the position that I have been working in, um, there's a lot of. I want to call it blue tape, but it's honestly red tape. Basically, there's just a lot of things that you have to like get your ducks in order before you can do anything. And even when you have your ducks in order, um, most of the time, like they, they, people don't always understand why new technology is needed or why um, X advancement is needed or why dot, dot, dot. And so you don't actually get this like follow through with um, mm-hmm. like if you have somebody who is like me and knows what the latest technology is and like has a proper understanding of it, then sometimes you get to use some of it. And Mm -hmm. otherwise that person gets stuck with learning technology that was, you know, around before they were born Mm -hmm. um, and learning how to use that. And we see that a lot when it comes to um, like, especially the technology that you use for like a Sunday morning worship service kind of thing, Mm -hmm. because you have these speakers that are older than me in most churches and they they work and so they don't get replaced yep. but really they work with air quotes around it and it's like you know it's it's funny because at one of my one of my old appointments um i did encounter that exact thing mm-hmm. where the speakers were probably 40 years old if not older but they still technically functioned mm-hmm and they couldn't hear me on Sundays. And instead of going, yeah, wow, that's our speakers. They went, it must be because she's a woman. <laughs> and her voice is too high pitched to be picked up on the microphone. And this was a whole, do you remember those days? Of course I remember, yeah. It was, it was a whole thing that we went through where I was like, no, guys, like, let's get an expert in to, to replace the speakers. And when we did, the estimate, I think, was about $8,000 for the whole system mm-hmm. because we needed a whole system update. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that got shut down really fast. What's really hilarious is that's, like, a phenomenal price for any church renovation of any oh, kind know. for sound system. Mm-hmm. And it was a small church, so I think that's why it was mm. a little bit less of a, a hefty price. But to them, they did not understand that that was a very cheap uh, ticket in regards to what we were going to get um and so yeah that was a battle that i fought which ironically coming here this place i feel like is way more technological than a lot Mm of umc churches that i've worked in and i know that's that's due to the hard work of of the tech team who's been here Mm -hmm. um and yourself and you know 
it the fact that it even has cameras installed in the sanctuary is huge like i i have to give a huge shout out to our tech team um here at midland first who's been working for years to make that happen before either of us came on staff um it's very appreciated so yeah sorry well and so there's and I'm not fully just calling us out because the, mm-hmm. we are the better end of mm-hmm. a lot of churches. Um, we have this idea of like getting a new computer is equivalent to getting the new tech of the time mm-hmm. um, or that kind of a thing. And so uh, we have technology that I would call 2010, which, hey, that's not 20 years behind. That's great. Um, but it's like all of our stuff that we're running on um, comes from 2010. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't come from like the newer stuff. So we don't have, we don't have 4k cameras. I don't think actually we do. We have little square, like 4k cameras that are stationary. Um, where are those? One gets used on Sunday. It's uh, one of our camera shots that we oh, have really? set up. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's um, pretty cool. Yep. Uh, they're used for like sports and stuff. Um, but they use them for sports and stuff because they can use a stationary cam. Then they don't need to follow action and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it's this whole conversation about what is actually necessary and what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's like looking at this and we have uh, like this studio room that we got set up. Yeah. All of this um, like equivalently is also 2010 technology. Mm-hmm. Like I, I realized that like I'm the one who is in charge of putting it all together, but I also put it together in the minds of, you know, somebody other than myself has to use it. Mm-hmm. And especially with uh, the knowledge that we have present here and like the volunteers that we have and mm-hmm. all of that, that it becomes this conversation of who can run the new, new end. And so mm-hmm. there, there isn't like, there is not to say an excuse, but a reason for why it's okay for churches to be 20 years behind when mm-hmm. it comes to technology mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. Um, but there's also this idea, um, that that's like around the world that the u.s is actually seven years behind on everybody else's mm-hmm. like everything and so you go to especially fashion well yeah fashion it's like ridiculous we're oh, further yeah. behind on that it was so weird because actually sorry this is totally off topic but now i'm gonna k- stick to it because i interrupted you mm-hmm. i went to europe when i was 12 and uh all like i remember thinking how weird everyone looked because their fashion was so different than what I was used to. It was a lot of florals, a lot of things like, which was not really that common back when I was 12. And now we have And yes, it's floral everything. And so when that started becoming popular, I was like, oh my gosh, it's true. We really are behind. That (laughs) Nutella. It took us far too long to get Mm. Nutella. But then I felt less cool because everyone knew what Nutella was. And so, you know anyhow so i digress continue but we still don't have kinder you know surprise eggs or yeah we do no no we have fake kinder eggs well yeah okay because we still have choking hazards in the u.s well that's probably a good thing that we have choking hazards what are you arguing for survival of the fittest over here yes um (laughs) the church and survival of the fittest <laughs> I don't want to tell you how fast we die. <laughs> this is just going to be a whole episode on Kinder oh Eggs now. Elijah's sitting there like, "Why did I come today?" <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, Talking I apologize. About specifically, the technology sort of side of you know whether a church is with the times or behind. Uh, I feel like it's a real, real broad spectrum. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if like. 
maybe it's more typical to see churches. I don't even want to say behind as much as I just want to say not up to date with the very newest technology. Like I, I don't know if it's more common to see that in the UMC than other things, but I, I'm just thinking the church that I grew up, uh, the church that I grew up in, I, I'm trying to think back. I felt like it was always in most technological ways, like adapting to the times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the transition from the uh, overhead projector, actually, or the, is that what they're called? The, the, where, where you would, the you screens. Would, yeah, the screen, the, the clear screens. I, I knew the oh, name of this. Oh my you God. Mean the, those down the hall. You mean yeah. the old, oh, what are they called? There's a name for them. There is a name and now it's going to drive me oh, insane. No. Do you know any of I these? think it's just called an overhead projector. No, no there's, there's, it's probably unless watches. it is just over. Maybe it was overhead. I don't know. I have to maybe because regardless, teachers used to put them on the thing and then they'd write. Yeah, I remember them. him when I was yeah in like elementary and some middle school. Wait, maybe not even middle school. Your church like used one of those for like. So when when I was like very 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 young, mm-hmm. um, like very early two thousands, looking at Ruth. It's fine. <laughs> um, our church didn't have its own building because mm-hmm. they didn't really have a lot of money. We we had our services in the local Grange Hall, mm-hmm. which was a very, very old building. And, you know, we, we had a lot of older equipment and the overhead projector was part of it. And eventually we were able to get a building in town and we had, we still used that same projector for a little bit, but I feel like it was pretty, like only maybe a couple of years before we transitioned from that to like, you know, an actual digital mm-hmm. projector. And I remember that being this huge thing, but I don't know. All of this to say, um, at least on the technological side of the the of a church being you know quote twenty years behind, I feel like there's a l- there's a very big spectrum mm-hmm. because I remember being pretty up to date at least like from what I could tell I wasn't yeah. involved like, with the tech but um, but also at one of Ruth's other appointments that I was you know that I was also involved like I was married to her when she was in this appointment I got to also experience the complete opposite yeah where it was a very mm-hmm. old older church and older congregation that um, was not up to date technologically at all. And, you know, it was fine that way um, until someone said that things need to be changed, but that's a whole nother thing. Well, and it's, it's just interesting to me, I think particularly because they, the balance there that that's so often met is, missed is we want younger people to come here, but there are certain expectations that we have been raised with in terms of technology, that churches don't necessarily meet the basic parts of that. You like, need an iPad underneath your chair? And well, every... okay, Oprah, calm down. <laughs> you get an iPad. <laughs> I That's almost not what said, I was meaning, but sure. <laughs> I almost said iPod because I'm that old. Anyhow. <laughs> Nano? Well, no, but things like air conditioning. Mm-hmm. That's something I had a huge fight for air conditioning in one of the churches because they never had it. And, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, if anybody who is raised in my generation would just walk out of a church that, t- because that's what, it's an expectation, right? Mm-hmm. It's not even like an, oh, it's nice to have air conditioning. It's like, what, why doesn't this place have air conditioning? Because <laughs> maybe we're selfish. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like Wi-Fi. Not mm. having Wi-Fi available or having poor Wi-Fi available. Right. Yeah. We're not big fans of that. Mm. One church I served had absolutely zero cell service, which isn't their fault. Uh, but it, it you know. Just build the cell just, tower, guys. Yeah, yeah come just, on. <laughs> just turn but, your steeple into a cell tower. Come on. But, but honestly, I think <laughs> just 
No, okay. I know. It's a very poor idea. 5G steeples will become a thing in the next 20 years. No. No, no. Come on. 5G. But like having having a website, having Mm -hmm. any kind of social media presence, those things are absolutely necessities in terms of like if I can't find your church on Google, then I'm not going to your church probably. Which is maybe mean to say, but like also that's how I find a lot of my, that's how I find restaurants. That's how I find hotels. Like, and most of the time it's the, within the first five that come up. Just because it's not how you would most likely find a church doesn't mean that that applies to everyone of all ages, but it is something to consider if, especially if you are a church that is claiming or actually trying to, you know, be more open to like a younger generation mm-hmm. and to appeal to them and mm-hmm. to like welcome them. You have to, I don't know, you, it's, you would be doing a huge disservice if you were to completely ignore and even go further to, to, to reprimand anyone who, who wants to, who, who was pushing for like a, an update technologically. You'd be doing a huge disservice if you were to like just ignore that if you're also claiming that like you want to reach young people and mm-hmm. that you want to appeal to them and like welcome them because as silly as it may sound and whether you like it or not, like these newer generations are, are being grown up on technology. They just are. Exactly. You know, and, and, and it's harder for us to relate in a place that has none of it. Yeah, it just is. And I think what, what drives me kind of crazy and this isn't everyone by any means, it just no, seems no. to be the louder voices, which doesn't represent the majority in, most instances yeah um maybe not all but most they get really upset when you say young people want those things like well the why are they so selfish why are they so entitled why is it like the, i'm like and it's hard to it's hard to not be like well well then you don't really want to reach them you want yeah. them to come as you are mm-hmm. instead of come as they are. Yeah. And so balancing those things and balancing as well, I think respect for the fact that change is hard. And that's something like I, I firmly believe I, I served mostly a traditional congregation before we sang hymns every week. And that's because that was how they worshiped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying if you're really trying to reach young people, then probably insulting what they like is not the greatest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I th- as far as this whole technology conversation goes, there's another aspect that we need to look at, mm-hmm. and that is that churches don't have people who know how to use things. Mm, yeah. um, before, right before we do this, mm-hmm. really quick, was it called? Were they transparencies? Was that what they were called? The old overheads. Oh, the th- the little screens that they wrote on. Transparencies. Yeah. Transparencies. What, what, yeah. That's. I don't even know that name. That <laughs> or, or. That's what they always called them. I right? found yeah transparencies or analog projectors. I never that heard one, that. but I don't that, that one I know. I, I don't think I ever called them that though. I never heard that. But. No, I never. It was always called the overhead projector for me. It just like that name. I but know. They I think well, wrote on transparencies. That was yeah, what yeah. It was I, I think me. that may have been what I was trying to think of. Was after we're done recording, we can go look at some guys. Yeah, we're gonna just have um, to go do an inspection. We'll come back, report back. An artifact. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you were saying, but Andy. No, it has to do with this. Um, like, if a church actually has the option to run the technology, so. Um, and, and I'm not insulting any churches, like in particular that I've been to, 
But most of the time, your sound person or your video person or your technology person is not somebody who um, like has spent years and years and years in like the sound place or the mm-hmm. video or like all of this kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. is somebody who's volunteering their time out of the mm-hmm. congregation, which, hey, I fully accept. Like I'm mm-hmm. grateful to have any volunteers when it comes to tech stuff. Yeah. But also having somebody who knows how like who knows everything about like running your tech things and all of that kind of stuff it shoots your production quality up like hundredfold because although this your sound guy may have experience with um running church sound then i call it church sound because it's it's the old soundboard that you have um if you got a new soundboard, then they take years to like learn how to use it. Hmm. Um, they use their old microphones because their old microphones are the ones that they like trust and everything. And so yep. we don't go wireless because we use wired microphones or this mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, but it's it has to do with this like having to have the blood that you know understands technology. And if you don't change your technology, you'll never have the person who understands technology. Mm-hmm. And so it's this yep. whole like fight between oh, we need new people in order to run stuff or, like, understand stuff as volunteers. But we don't have the stuff for them to run also. So we just, yeah. you know, you have a dinosaur running a dinosaur and you expect a new person to come in and run a dinosaur like it's a brand new Ferrari. Well, and I think also it's it's a priority thing. (laughs) It's not a priority in a lot of churches to Mm -hmm. have the new technology. Um, And even now that it's becoming more of a priority... I, at least I would say there's been a shift among quite a few churches to realize that it is a priority. Well, I think COVID was We're a really still, big thing, too. That well, yeah. Maybe COVID not the pushed, sole push, but, I mean, it definitely was another big reason to pay attention to technology. Our podcast, I think, only exists because of COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, it um, came out halfway through COVID. It like, it's became true, an right? idea then. Well, I wasn't even in this church when COVID started, so, you know, there is that. Mm-hmm. It was about... Three months? Four months? Five? I don't know. It was time after. I was supposed to come home for 10 days. <laughs> Yikes. You're still here. Um, but even then, if we look at when when schools, when businesses started to really make technology a priority, it was probably about 20 years ago. Like, we're sort of just now hitting that cultural curve of, okay, yes, no, this is a very serious thing. And And like you said, I think COVID, it did a lot to push more resistant yeah. churches that way. Um, and I'm interested mm. to see post all of this, if it will lead to people being even more polarized on it or if it will know. lead to more people being pushed forward, which it's weird. Yeah. is yeah. another conversation for another day. But um, I want to, yeah, I'm, I'm just try, always trying to make sure that I'm, I'm not, that I'm doing the church at least a little justice when I'm talking about it being behind because I'm trying to think of other uh, I don't know, societal groups or I don't know, other other groups that might also be just as behind maybe as our idea of the church or not. But I don't know. I'm thinking of, you know, technology over the over the past decades, past few decades, like it's been an exponential growth. It mm-hmm. hasn't been mm-hmm. a steady a steady incline. And keeping um, up with that. And it's yeah, it's expensive. still expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's it's expensive and um like kinda like what we talked about, I don't remember what episode it was, what you were talking about um, sort of like a generational divide. It's it can be really daunting, I know, for for people who didn't grow up during during such an exponential growth of technology, the way that we're having it now. To like, 
can be really hard for other people to like adapt to that and, and un- understand, um, just understand it through the, through the eyes of, you know, younger people who have been basically born into this, this exponential mm-hmm. shift mm-hmm. who view it as the norm and not a crazy, un, you know, crazy thing that hasn't ever been seen before in your lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. for some people it's, almost like something that they're viewing from the outside that they're trying to understand and adapt to and figure out how valid, you know, the idea of getting of new technology even is. But for younger people, it's such something that it's, it's just like their life. They've been born into that reality. Um, So, I mean, and, and I don't know if, I don't know if it's accurate to say that churches are 20 years behind or more behind than, than schools are, like certain school districts. No, and all I this, think like, schools are. I think schools would be that example of something that's closer to being. Probably, I'm. I'm just saying, like you know, we're painting with a broad brush. So yeah. we're not. We're not saying everything. Like you know, like we're. Yeah. We're not trying to say like it's any sort of definitive statement necessarily, but mm. it's also pretty apparent. Like I think we can all pull from examples of churches being 20 years behind in many things, and technology mm-hmm. definitely not being spared from it. And I'm sure there are plenty, ju- just for some clarity, there are many schools that are not um, up to date. I, I yeah, guess, no, I, for I speak sure. out of my own moment of privilege knowing that I went to school, a school that got smart boards and things. Like, I remember when we, which, okay, it was big technology when I was in school. Um, well, we my school made, doesn't have them. My high school didn't Yeah. Yeah, even have them. And we, I was in a rather rich area. so We definitely, <laughs> we got grants and we, we updated mm. a lot of that stuff. And so for me, I guess I should say from my, my school's experience, it would have been about probably 15 years ago mm. um, that they started making some of the updates I'm seeing churches make now. Um, yeah. Where's our smart board, Ruth? You know, I don't <laughs> know why we would need a smart board, but maybe we could need one. I could teach people math. Well, that's Come a on. whole that's a whole different thing too because, you know, mm-hmm. most schools rely on on like maybe government funding and tax dollars and stuff, mm-hmm. and most churches rely on volunteer work and donations. And, and donations, yeah, well, which is a whole nother it's a whole different separation of how you're even able to adapt to technological technological change right and Mm. there there's always that balance of are we being good stewards of our money Mm. do we need the brightest shiniest newest thing right yeah or do we need to where do we put that money and i think for churches that's a good point yeah like ours which are a little bit i shouldn't say a little bit that's more well off um Mm -hmm. than than other churches we have the resources to invest in things where a lot of churches don't necessarily have the resources um and so so there is that balance because we don't want to always be it's impossible to always be on top of the newest technology at least right especially from a church perspective um and i think there is some merit to if things are working relatively well that that's maybe that's the way i was raised but also we need to make sure that we're still able to reach you know what i mean like like it's those big big jumps that we haven't made and for me, a lot of that also is, is very, very evident in, in, like I was saying, social media. Um, we're, churches, most churches operate on Facebook now, mm-hmm. but all <laughs> the young generations are well past Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're on uh, TikTok. Uh, Instagram made a comeback. Is TikTok done now? Are you laughing at me? No, I was thinking about a church on TikTok. <laughs> no. I know a couple youth ministers on TikTok, and they're there's actually a, pretty hilarious. Okay, but there's a difference between a youth minister and on a TikTok church. and yeah. what a church would make for on TikTok. You never know. I mean, it, 
It's possible. I think it, do, it is funny sounding, but I could almost I could almost see it if it was like sort of like we said before, if that social media page was ran by someone who understood how to run it. Mm-hmm. Because if I picture just I'll, just I'll say, I'll say it bluntly. If I picture you know <laughs> someone older who has no idea what the heck TikTok even is, who <laughs> finally is getting used to what Facebook is. Now trying to run a church TikTok account, like I that that is a hilarious thought. <laughs> you know what though? I feel like there might be a niche in TikTok. For oh yeah, that. there definitely like, is. Like, I feel oh, yeah. like there would be. It's but... literally just like grandpa church TikTok like kind of um, thing and be oh my goodness. Grandma, it could, we could start it. It could be a whole new thing. But like even to. the idea <laughs> <laughs> the idea of doing a podcast from a church yeah. um is I mean sadly on the, the more technological side for, for a lot of churches. <laughs> Um, yep. Yeah. Why are you laughing at me? It, it is. And it's sad. Wrong. It's sad to me. Podcasts have been around for forever. Yep. Um, but they just yeah. have become popular. I, I sort of find that I, I'm, I'm wondering, I guess, out loud, if if it's that we keep missing things or is it that once we start doing them, they stop being cool <laughs> because it's 100% like I was talking with one of the uh, youth students the other day. Um, Because I'm old and call them youth now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, they were talking about, because skinny jeans are out, which makes me super sad because I love skinny jeans. Um, And I was like, so what's in? And she was telling me, and I was like, okay, but the second I wear those, I'm going to be, they're going to be uncool again, right? Because now Uh mom is wearing them. She's like, yeah, 100%. So funny enough, I think mom jeans are in right they now. They are. <laughs> they, I think they call them boyfriend jeans now, though. Oh my goodness. So yeah, like flared jeans are back in, but I hate them. I hate them so much. They, they just aren't practical. <laughs> They're good. Look, okay. We, we, we have transitioned. <laughs> we have literally transitioned from us talking about churches being behind to us revealing that how behind we are. No, it's true, but. But I think that I think there I is. <laughs> I I am curious if that's part of it as well. If yeah, there's this, maybe, yeah. when churches do it, okay, it's stop being cool now, <clears throat> and we move on to the next thing. Yeah. Are we part of that culture that that we make things less awesome? I don't know. Is that bad to say? Well, I, it's interesting. It's it's a thing to look at. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna say yes. It's often when. It's not even churches in particular. Mm-hmm. It's for the younger like generations, um, which I hope I'm still a part of. Um, Lily's a different generation, like, so suck it. Fads only last like for certain amounts of time. Mm-hmm. Like it really like we for half a year like something may be yep. in and then it gets pushed out for the new thing. You might be even able to relate it or equate it to technological change. Exponentially, I mean, it, it as technology it literally expands is connected. exponentially, oh. so do generational like interests in things. Mm-hmm. They they come and go much much. Look quicker. at uh, this really old thing I'm about to say now, meme culture, <laughs> and how quickly. <laughs> I mean, no, no you're absolutely right. Memes go- come in and out. Like I, the second that I look at one, Elijah's like, "Yup, that was like 20 years ago." And it was like a month ago, but it, <laughs> it, it, they're already out of style that, that fast. We, we cannot get on this because I will talk about meme culture for another episode's worth. Like, there's enough content there to just go on because it is fascinating. 
Not, you know, meme culture is fascinating because it's it is literally new forms of humor entirely that like collective generations just like jump on and then collectively jump off of within yep. like a month Elijah or less. Sometimes it takes like a meme week. Lord, so you know. See, even that, even <laughs> even the phrase meme lord, that that was like it you went, know, four wait, years ago. Yeah, but I know. There, are, I, I have seen. I have seen memes that are literally assign names to like hu- like meme type humor generations throughout the past decade or two, and they assign them, and people like will look at it and they'll collectively agree on it because like it's it's such a concrete thing that you can mm-hmm. actually examine mm-hmm. at least if you've grown up in it that you can I don't know. It's it is a thing. It's not just us being. It's not me just being funny talking about it. It is a literal real thing. And we can talk more about it on next episode. Yeah, maybe I don't know if we want to. I I do have a closing thought. Oh, okay. If that is okay. No. I just I just want to say right before before we get off. (laughs) Go. Just wasting time because now I'm looking at you. Uh, I just I wanted to say. I hope that we don't we didn't come across this whole episode as as just a few young people shaming churches for not yep. being mm-hmm. for not having t- like the newest technology and saying that they're not doing their job right. Um, what I, I think I, I don't think any of us are saying that, but what I do know we all agree on is that we have experienced churches ourselves that claim they really, really want to understand and appeal to young people who then take zero effort, especially on the technological side of things to like examine those or, 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 or consider basically consider what young people have to say about that kind of thing. Uh, not that the, not, not to do this young generation is right. And the old generation is wrong about all these things. Um, cause you know, both can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is, yeah, if, if as a church, like if, I don't know if there's church leaders listening to this, I guess, um, if you really do want to, you know, appeal to young, younger, a, a younger audience, you know, and hear their voice and, and try to create a space that's like, that makes them feel welcome and appeals to them that they understand, you have to be willing to listen to what they say when it comes to technology and stuff. Mm. Um, and you have to be willing to accept change in that aspect. At the very least, not shut it down and discard it entirely because it's something that you don't understand. Um, and, you know, and that, that applies to both sides for many different things. Don't I mean, don't disregard yeah. things you don't understand. But this is, this is a very... It's a very inherent, like, thing of importance with this younger generation is... is understanding technology and and trying our best to you know adapt to it as it changes and as a church uh you'd be doing a disservice if you just threw it out and said it was all it was all useless stuff Mm -hmm. or it wasn't important entirely uh just you know listen to what some people have to say about it and don't 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 write off the idea of of updating maybe certain things in your building don't write it off as just all useless stuff necessarily you know there's it can be important mm-hmm. and we are over time uh, again like sure. usual um but for all of us here at church is stupid come a butt i'm andy i'm ruth i'm elijah and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your week <laughs>